It's a better view too. I got finally got the basketball hoop in there. Finally, you can't see it on yours, but nah, not unless I pull up the live, then I can see it. And we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great show of BNT Sports Talk Radio. It's December eighteenth, one week before the big show, and that big show is Christmas. We're almost there. Um, so we're excited to be discussing some of the great games that happened today and some other interesting happenings around the sports world. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, please drop us a like, uh, hit the subscribe button, ring the notification button, do all that stuff. We really, really appreciate you listening in. B man, how you doing? I'm good, man. Tired. Got roped into playing softball almost all day, been up since seven. So that was nice and cold and refreshing to say the least there but life's good shout out kane i know you're watching us again so good to have you on we'll try to keep the cussing to a minimum but we're going to start off the show with, with probably some cussing coming from me pretty shortly here um we gonna do our best we gonna do our yeah. best uh well, but um go ahead b no no you you lead it off sir all right i'm gonna lead it off so we're gonna start off with ole 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 one of brian's favorite sports Football, as it's called around the world, soccer, known as soccer here in America, where no one actually plays it—at least not worth, not that's any good. Uh, so let's let's Very... jump let's jump into it. The World Cup final was today. Argentina beats France on penalty kicks. It was a great game. The first half, Argentina was up two nil uh, on two goals by uh, well, were they? Yeah, I think they both. No, one of them was by Messi on a penalty. Um, and the other one was by another gentleman. Don't got his name off the top of my head. And then the great Mbappe from France with two goals. One to get the party going on a handball, I believe it was, inside the box. And the other was a out-of-the-air one-legged strike that uh, equalized the score at 2-2. They went on to score more, went up to 3-3 three to three in the two extra times that they played. And then into penalty kicks where the great Argentinian uh, goalkeeper Martinez blocked two goals. Or actually one was missed. He blocked the other. Um, He actually did this against Croatia as well. And man, what a game that was. So hopefully folks got a chance to see it. Uh, B actually got roped into it by accident. <laughs> Bro, it wasn't even an accident, man. They had that thing on like eight and eight or nine TVs, man. So it's not like I could really get away from it. Now I won't go outside because it's freezing out there. So <laughs> we're indoors watching soccer here. Honestly, I cared who won it. Now I know it is big for countries around the world because that is their main dominant sport here. Here in America, we have the pleasures of getting. For professional sports that kind of dominate soccer to say the least there so i think you know for the world it means you can see you can see the emotion that it brings out for for people in the stands there and honestly you know dude i've known you for years we have never touched even anything remotely soccer (laughs) until until today when i saw our our pre-show notes i was like it's soccer and That's then right. when you, you know, you told me you were watching, I was like, damn. Yeah. Probably one of 10 Americans that watch this sport on TV. Only the, I, I tune in for the World Cup. I'll watch some of Copa America. I don't watch a lot of the European leagues. I watch it now and again. 
But for the ter- big tournaments that they have, um, I really enjoy watching them. The World Cup is really, really fun to watch because it's my country versus your country, and there's just so much energy behind it. It's like if you took a college, be- uh, college football game, except instead of representing uh, a school, they were representing an entire country. So it has that type of energy where folks are crying and <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. But it's it's really it's really fun to watch. It's it's very fun to watch. I mean, it's coming from you. For me, I'd rather watch paint dry and have a competition watching that <laughs> Come on, than now, watching man. them guys run around this big-ass field okay. and, and, you know, with, with the big net. That's all I'm saying. It's okay, B, it, so if, if, <laughs> if, you know, hopefully we're still doing this in the next three to four years whenever the next one comes up, okay? If you are, if you, you are going to be watching this with me, okay, if the next time the World Cup comes up, you got to watch it, man. Look soccer or foot football as it's called soccer is 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 actually a very very interesting and entertaining sport it's just that most of the entertainment is around suspense not scores so you see a lot of almost goals uh there's a lot of physicality uh there's a lot of flopping it's a lot like basketball so you know it's you gotta it's it's it can be very free free flowing and when you're watching a really good team do it and do it well it's very satisfying to see guys pass, make three passes and score a goal. Just like it's almost like watching a fast break where a guy throws two passes and then a dunk. It, it's very, it's very satisfying. So it's a, it's a great sport. You got to give it a chance. Don't watch the MLS though. American League sucks. Don't watch that crap. Dude, America sucks at soccer regardless. Yeah. Here, everyone was so hyped that they made it to the quarterfinals just to get the asses ousted by the Netherlands. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. This was the perfect time for the United States to showcase soccer with the fact that it's coming. The Everyone knows the World Cup's coming to America in, yeah. what, two? Is it two years or four years? Four years, man. It's you know, four years? Yeah. So I'd be I, hopefully America, as long as America makes the qualifiers and makes it to the World Cup, it'll be great. Now, if they happen to fall out, then that's going to be kind of embarrassing. But hold on, but it doesn't the host nation automatically qualify for the World Cup? You know, or maybe, maybe did that right. change? I'll have to look into that. Maybe that's the case. I, I'm not sure why, because uh, they suck. The fact that I probably. know that is a little disturbing on my own <laughs> end right there. You didn't watch but, any of the damn games, but you got encyclopedia knowledge. What the hell's going on, right? <laughs> I have no idea, man. I can't answer that there for you. But the fact that they are, you know, potentially just going to host, like, I... Yeah. They, it's a critical time in in soccer for the United States to say the least. They've got four years to draw people draw people's attention yeah. uh, for this year because it's look at this World Cup took place in the middle of football season. You know what's going to happen in the middle of football season with the World Cup going on in the United States? Oh, it's going to be crazy, watching man. that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're watching that we're watching we're watching eleven guys on the field turn into absolute train wrecks running each other over i would that that's just the nature of the beast there yeah well folks we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll move on i don't want to bore everybody with my with my well, no, uh, I what else you got you got a question for question me. for you right, i do so. because this is all over this is all over the sports world right now yeah yeah is Messi the greatest soccer player to play yeah man i mean i, I think so i mean he's got all the accolades to back him up I mean, him still playing at this stage in the game, he's a lot, He's very comparable to, like, LeBron James, where he's played for an extremely long time, but is still competing at a very high level, even though he's an older player. Um, same thing to some extent with um, Chris, Christian, Christian, although uh, 
uh, I can't think. Cristiano of Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Thank you. Uh, God, the fact that I know that. I know, dude. I'm, I, we should talk about this more. I feel like it's no. bringing it out of you. Anyway, no. so so yeah, I think I think Messi deserves all the accolades, greatest all time, all of that. Um, I think he uh, he's definitely one of the richest soccer players, the richest athletes in the world. And uh, yeah, man, I, I really. I, this may be the last time you watch him play in the World Cup, so I hope folks got a chance because in another four years he's going to be 39 or 40 or whatever it is. I don't know how old he is right now, but he's in his mid to late 30s, so he may or may not be in the next one. Um, so it's, it, it was very it was very great to watch. It was great watching Brazil play Neymar. They got bounced out um, by Croatia, I believe. Um, and yeah, so it's it was it was fun. You saw some of the big name players in there but Messi really fit the bill and Mbappe looked really good too but but Messi's Messi's the he's the he's the long-term superstar um Mbappe's next up so um um it was exciting to see it was great cool. yeah it's good man. I kick the ball all day yeah. <laughs> shame on you Brian shame on you <laughs> sucker Sorry. Oh, it, it, it's only corny to us because of how we represent it. It's actually a big deal to these other people, you know, to other oh, you're countries. You're right. Man. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I can't take that away from other countries yeah, here. I can man. only take it away from the United States, which is perfectly fine. All right. Well, let, let, let's transition to another sport that is American bread. Or, well, not American bread. Excuse me. Soccer's not American bread, but to a, an American bread sport. Um, and one of the teams that are near us in the san francisco bay area there's a giant poster behind b so b uh i heard the giants made a giant signing what 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 they do giant signing is an understatement they finally signed a guy that was worth more than just 80 million dollars and it's not washed up they signed carlos career for dude 13 years 360 million dollars The dude is 28 years old, so obviously he's in his prime at at this time right now. But to sign a deal for 13 years that's got a no-trade clause, and for all you people, what that means, he can't get traded. Even if he wants out, he can't go nowhere Uh, unless somebody somebody wants to pay that contract pretty much. So it, it locks him up for life. He's a giant for life, as we like to say here in the Bay Area. So. You know, unfortunately, this is uh, this means that our big guy Brandon Crawford, who's been around the team for years, is going to end up. This is his final year um, on a, on a contract. He's been with the team for over ten years now, um, so you know that continuity is there. He's a he's a local boy as well. He grew up a Giants fan, and now his career is going to come to an end in a Giants uniform after this weekend, or and not after this weekend, but after this upcoming baseball season. So. What what blows my mind is the fact that we were hoping that Aaron Judge would get signed after he had a monstrous uh, MLB season, mm-hmm. and we end up with a guy for a longer term here. So I'm happy this may get me out to the ballpark a little more. I'm still upset that Bonds didn't make the the Hall of Fame, as I clearly stated last week here. But this is good. Like I want to see I want to see a winning product on the field here. Because yeah. that's what any sports fan wants to go out and watch. When we're spending tons of money to go take our family, our friends, whatever the case may be. Beers and hot dogs. Your $20 hot dogs. Beers and hot dogs and car- and garlic fries. That's you know, right, I'm baby. spending 80 bucks on top of an expensive ticket. You better make it worth my money. And now the Giants <laughs> have made it worth the money to go watch out and, and watch them play. Good. 
Speaking of money, though, I just want to shed some light. I don't know how baseball had this money, but they spent over a billion dollars in contracts this year. Hey, man. A billion dollars. You know, everybody always talks about how the the MLB is not getting as much press and attention, but they don't seem to be any short on money. Sure, I mean, not. It's like, where did this money come from? You're not selling out stadiums. <laughs> the only oh, time man. you sell out is for one month, and that's when the playoffs are, are are around. But how do teams afford to shell out all these contracts in a year where it was over a billion dollars when it's said and done? Like, I don't know, man. Can you and, and you know? Can you imagine an NBA player signing a thirteen-year? Three hundred and sixty million dollar deal yeah, with a no trade clause. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I mean I, I, I can't even think of a player that would even com- uh, you know like commit to that. You know, I think we were talking about earlier. I mean, there most most marriages in America don't last that long. I mean, this is this is a this is a. But they about that expensive, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it's a, that's a that's a big that's a big number, a big deal. And uh, hopefully it, it makes uh, – it will well, we'll make the Giants much, much better and more competitive going forward. Well, and, and then we got a comment from Jess. Thanks for tuning in. Dan Wright, that's a huge signing. And it, it honestly is. Like, we – it was coming down to the nitty-gritty. I feel like they were feeling the pressure from everyone going, well, you didn't sign Aaron Judge, so what are you going to do now? And they did it. And I think that money is well-deserved. And remind you, this dude was part of the cheating uh, Astros back in 2017, 2018, when they were banging on trash cans in the dugout (laughs) and tipping pitches, and nobody liked him, right? And now he's going to be playing with two guys on the team that were part of that World Series team that cost him a ring, whatever the case may be. But you got to put that to the side now. That's almost five years behind us. Guess what? It's it's water on the bridge. Your teammates now, you got to go out and get it done. Um, I just, I did. It just tickles my fancy that it was still the Dodgers that ended up getting caused World Series rings, and now they celebrate half the series. But that's for a whole. That's for a whole another rant there. But you know, well, I'm glad you're going cheat. I'm glad you're getting tickled, Brian. That's great. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, well, well. Uh, there was a lot of excitement in and around this weekend when it comes to the NFL. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Talk, we're talking, you know, playoff standings, who's going, clinching playoff playoff berths. A uh, lot of things were going on, but I want to start with some of the excitement uh, from this weekend. I'm going to start with the Vikings uh, in a uh, rather lengthy comeback. Uh, that they that they put up. Uh, apparently, games on Saturday are not the greatest idea because the Vikings. I think they forgot they were playing at one point, or maybe they maybe. They for like, for two and a half quarters, they, they forgot that they were playing football on Saturday. Exactly. It, it was, was it was it wasn't Sunday. Um, Largest comeback in NFL history. Yes. Matt Ryan once again blows a big lead, and this ain't even the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan. This is a regular season. Matt game. Ryan again? Come on, he man. does it again. <laughs> oh he he strikes again. You had a thirty-point lead. Like, how do you mess that up? Uh, man, the, Vi- <laughs> the 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 Colts could do no wrong in the first half. I mean, they were they were blocking punts for touchdowns, getting interceptions, fumbles. It was crazy. 
And I believe at that half, they were up 30, I want to say 33 or 34 to nothing. Um, it, it was like, I pretty much, I, I don't have NFL work, Network, so I didn't get to watch the whole game. But I remember just checking, checking, you know, over and over again what the score was. And I looked, and it was like 30-something to zero. I'm like, you know what? That's uh, that's unfortunate. The, the Vikings just decided not to show up on a Saturday <laughs> um, and just left it at that. But the next thing I know, I find out later in the day that they actually won that game, and I was able to watch the highlights earlier. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it's another Kirk Cousins, do you like that moment. And he did he did God, put up yo, some Jesus. <laughs> He put up so you know he he played really well in the second half along with the rest of his team. The defense finally showed up. Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster, um, and at the wide receiver position, and uh, they actually clinched. I believe they clinched the playoff seed by winning this game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, B. Yes, they did. So they clinched the North. So there was actually something to play for. Um, they just didn't realize it until the second half of the game. So <laughs> kudos to uh, <clears throat> a guy that I do not like um, in uh, <clears throat> Kurt, Kurt Cousins. Uh, but I, I got to give it to him. Um, they, they came to play in the second half, and, and they won. They got it done. What's up, sis? Glad, glad to have you on here. What's Thanks up? for tuning in. Uh, thanks for up, thanks for lunch today. Thanks for driving us to the tournament and uh, and freezing out there with me. She she was my catcher today as I was pitching, so that was a that was a fun and special moment. We were talking to each other uh, while pitching. She's it's fun playing ball with her on the field a, on this uh, on that side up there. Love to have been in that huddle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but let's 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 talk about something real quick here in regards to the game. You brought up as Justin Jefferson, um, Matt Ryan wants to break his own record for the biggest blown lead. Uh, he yeah, accomplished that. Cause he did. He was what? It was twenty three three against the Patriots yep. in the Super Bowl, and then he said, "Let me take, let me add ten points to that lead." And see if anybody could uh, come back from that. I think they were up by more than that, if I remember correctly. I have to go back and look at the stat. Um, yeah. But but yeah, man. I mean, poor Matt Ryan. I mean, in my opinion, this may be the end of his career. <laughs> it's over. Why is it that every quarterback up. that's coming towards the end of his career goes to play for the Colts? I Bill don't know. Rivers yeah. Just doing it. Matt Ryan's doing it. Um, they've got a great retirement plan. I don't know. You know, they they've got the so. they've got the OG quarterback retirement plan. So you know, I I don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, man, it's um. It's it's I mean we, we didn't really see the Colts being any good this year anyway, uh, but but for the Vikings to ramsack Matt Ryan again, uh, I, I really I really feel bad for him. You know I think he's good he is gonna disappear like Philip Rivers. I, I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna just say it right now. I think at the end of the season Matt Ryan is no longer in the Colts. And, and and they've had and they've had good careers. There's nothing to take away from that. But yeah. this is just another black eye on your career that you couldn't. Couldn't get the job done. But I want to circle back to Justin Jefferson yes, here. Yes. He's 300 yards away from breaking the individual season record for receiving yards. There's a lot of good receivers in the game right now. Is Justin Jefferson to you the best wide receiver in this game, barring if he breaks his record or not? This is a very big record as far as the, at the receiving mark goes. But is he the best receiver right now? And is this something that is this? that is more of a sustainability for, for him in this league. Well, I think, I think Justin Jefferson is definitely the best wide receiver 
this season. Now we'll have to pull up some stats because I don't have stats specifically on um, how he compares to everyone else. But I remember us having a conversation about the best wide receiver, and we were talking about uh, Jamar Chase or Lamar Chase, and um, we talked about Devontae Adams. Um, but this guy's doing it on a team that's been good all season and has been fairly consistent. Um, this is his, what, third year in the league. Uh, his first season, he yeah. was 14, had 1,400 yards. Um, last season, he was 16, 16 yards. Um, and now, right now, he's sitting at 16, 23. Um, you know, I mean, with, with, what, three games to go? So we're looking at a guy who could very easily – he may he he might be able to get up into that break that record and get closer to that 2000 uh mark you know so i i just i think he's the he's the best guy because he's also playing on a very good very very good team um and uh yeah stat wise i mean the dude is killing it he's there isn't a weekend where you don't see him making a crazy catch um no. so he's he's always I mean, week to week he made a big he play. made a big play against the bills that that fourth that fourth down catch with the defender Drake on him, and it, it, uh, a la Odell Beckham, you know, taking the ball out of him. I I gotta go that he is the best receiver in the game, and I don't think it's gonna be close for the next few years. It's gonna be interesting on how he when he starts getting more double teams. Yeah. Here, I think that'd be the biggest adjustment. But right now, there's no one. I don't think there's any corner of the league that stays with Justin Jefferson one on one. I mean, the dude's averaging over 200 yards a game right now, yeah. pretty much. I, As a fantasy owner, I would like to see more touchdowns to go with these yards, but <laughs> I'll take what I can get right now. So yeah. he's he is big in that moment there. But um, let's let's talk – let's keep it in the wide receiver conversation because we had the Bengals and Bucks today, which was a pretty big game. And the Bengals handled business. They did. They got the victory against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and knocked my team into the – you know, out of the division lead, which we'll talk more in a little bit. But the Bengals are finding their stride. This is, I think, something we should have seen from them a long time ago. But I think this is finally the icing on the cake to end Tom Brady's career. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and it, you don't see losses this late in the season from a Tom Brady-led team, especially when playoffs are on the line. And they're just not getting it done. Quite frankly, I'm tired of looking at it. Um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, we're, we're watching <laughs> Tom – Watching Tom Brady wind down into the dead duck years of his career, um, and that's what he's throwing. He's throwing ducks. You know, he's he's been struggling the past couple of weeks, um, and I, again, I I don't know why he came out of retirement to come back, uh, but I think it was a mistake. I think his first inclination to retire last year was the best one, and he should have stayed retired. The Bucks don't have what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl. He's not the guy this time around, at least, that's going to be able to lead them there. Um, and, yeah. and I'll give kudos to the Bucs. The, the, this is another tale of, tale of two halves. I think the, the Bucks were up in this game, what was it, uh, 13 or 17 to nothing or something? So they they, they, they had a good lead. Uh, but the Bengals came back and stormed storm back, got the lead, and then got that last touchdown in the fourth to seal the deal. Um, and, and, again, I, the Bucs are just – they're just okay, and so watching Tom Brady through the waning through the rest of his career on an okay team is not going to be fun to watch. Uh, but you know, all that being said, they still lead the NFC South, so they will still be a playoff team. And uh, somehow, 
uh, we're going to be watching them in the playoffs. Did, well, we may not be watching them in the playoffs because, in all honesty, the, the NFC South is all divided, is, is separated yeah, by one game. game. You're right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So you can get the Falcons, you can get the Saints or the Panthers, and everyone thought the Panthers, the Panthers were going to be done because they dumped uh, Baker Mayfield, they dumped Christian McCaffrey, and here they are sitting one game out of the playoffs. The NFC South is going to send a team to the playoffs with a losing record. Yes. Let that sink in. They need to call this um, like the NFC dump, you know, or the NFC. The NFC dump, I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Dumpster fire. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing looking at their, I mean, 6-8, and 5-9, 5-9, 5-9. The fact that one of these teams gets to get into the playoffs reminds me that there really should be seeds uh, in the game of NFL. Um, there, there's no just like in basketball where they're seeding and you give the best team the opportunity. The, the the Detroit Lions who have been playing their butts off may miss the playoffs, but the six and eight Buccaneers or six and nine Panthers or whatever their final record is going to be will be able to play in the playoffs. And I don't <laughs> I don't think that's fair, Brian. I don't think that's fair no, at all. It's not fair at all. It, and, and here's the worst part: they're going to host a NFC wild card game. Right. Their division leader. Right. Right. Doesn't make that doesn't make any sense right here. The Lions are tied with Seattle. Um, unfortunately, they have to try to get through the the NFC East, where they've got all four teams in the playoffs right now. Right. So it, it's tough for the Lions who are having a breakout season to get into the playoffs, and I'm sure this may come up as a discussion because of the fact that. You have an under 500 team making the playoffs in their division. Right. If this was by seeding, the Lions are in right now. Exactly, exactly. And in my opinion, that's what it should be because I don't really want to. I don't know if we really, do. We really want to watch these any of those teams lose that home game against that wild card team because that's ultimately what's going to end up happening. Oh, 100, probably. Yeah, who I knows? Mean, yeah, man. Uh, just just got a comment. I'm a Brady fan. Went to school with that guy at. St. Greg's and Sarah. That must have been some some crazy times while he was there. I'm a Niner fan and always been, but I got to give love to the dude. I, I I mean, Jess, you'll you'll agree he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Absolutely. Whether people whether people want to believe it or not, it's just it's really tough to watch guys who are at that level at the best of their career to end the career on this kind of note here. That that's it, it's just tough. I think after the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, should have just been like, hey. I did it. You guys can suck it. I'm out. And just and would have uh, that would have been a great ending in my in my honest opinion for him to go out there. Um, he, he he had an opportunity to do the Jordan. You know he you know where you could have went out on top. Now Jordan did come out of retirement and play against the Wizards, uh, you know, or play with the Wizards, but nobody really remembers that. And he's just you he, he Tom Brady would have been able to go out into the sunset, most Super Bowls all the accolades, all the records. But for some strange reason, he just he wanted to come back and play again. And I, I don't I don't know why. I really I really don't. I feel like that one Bucks getting the Bucks there and winning was kinda of like a flash in the pan and I just don't know. I just you know, it didn't seem like it was something that was sustainable. So I don't know no. I don't know what the guy's idea what the hell he was doing. And by the way, Tuck Rule, I'm a Raider fan, Tuck Rule, sorry I don't like Brady. Um and then I, I, I <laughs> And I never will. Uh, but I'm yes. sure I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a good person. Don't get me wrong. Just as a fan, eh, not interested. 
but Jess, you you haven't been on long enough, but that that gets him going the most. Is every anytime we can bring up the tuck rule, um, <laughs> it like it's a trigger warning for him. Hey man, yeah, I, but I, let's... I broke a TV remote. Okay, I, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I, I broke a television remote. All right, that, that's how bad that was. I was I was a young young person, but hey man, that was terrible. Oh, um well, let's talk about one one other one other Saturday night game uh before we have to talk about my team's d- d- just terrible Saturday night game but it was the game of the weekend before the Bills and the Colts stepped or before the Vikings and Colts stepped on the field but all the hype um is the Bills and Miami game and there was a lot of build up to this about it it not being it being too cold for Miami uh, you had McDaniel's wearing a shirt. I wish it was colder. And then you see the pictures of just the absolute snow dump that that <laughs> fell upon uh, Buffalo there. And they even had to tell the fans, hey, you, if you throw a snowball and it hit the Dolphins player to 15-yard uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, oh and boy, the snowball started to stop flying. But ask you this t with through all of that there did the bills reestablish themselves as the alpha dog of the afc or is it still belonging to the Chiefs? you know what i honestly think it's a toss-up i don't think there's a clear winner and the reason i say that is because the bills were so impressive out of the gate and they they blew everybody's doors off they were just the team jared you know uh I keep saying Jared Allen. Josh Allen's out there destroying it. He's running for first downs, throwing the balls eighty, throwing the ball eighty yards in the air. It, it, it was a show. Um, but as time went on, these last three to five games, they've really kind of slowed down. Their offense hasn't been as um, potent, and not so much that I guess it is is they're they don't seem as they it seemed before like they were head and shoulders above their competition. Now they're in close yeah. game after close game after close game. And so I don't I don't know I I really feel like it is a toss up between them and the Chiefs and I don't know if I could pick one of them to be better I mean the Chiefs are kind of in the same boat they're they're struggling to beat teams that are not that great either um, so you know I, I, it's kind of a toss up to me I, I don't I don't think either those are the best two two best teams so which one of them is better than the other I have no clue we're gonna have to see him play again like yeah. like like we did like we did last year. Well, we are trending towards that. Uh, we are trending towards that to another Bills Chiefs uh, championship game here. But I mean, look, I think both teams are starting to struggle here. You see, the Chiefs only won by six against yeah. the one and eleven. Yeah, Texas, that was silly. You know, and you and I was talking to a friend today at the at the at the uh, tournament. It was like, hey, man, it's any given Sunday, like the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, team teams like the Texans don't have much to play for. So they're just going to play loose. It, the Chiefs have a lot to play for right now. They have to stay ahead of it. Now, unfortunately, they don't own the tiebreaker because they lost to the Bills. But any time, because the AFC East is a pretty loaded division as mm-hmm. well, if they ha- the Bills just have to come falling. The, the, the Chiefs own the AFC West. By far. That's a no By far, there. yeah. So I don't think they're really looking at it at that. It's just more of, hey, when are the Bills going to – going to come off that ladder so the bills don't have a lot of wiggle room to to drop a game between now and the uh, beginning of january right. because you need that number one seat you don't want to have to go to arrowhead no. in an afc championship game with that kind of crowd there it's you got to give yourself a chance in uh in buffalo there so they they got a lot to play for yeah. right now um they 
there. They've so, got the Bears and then the Bengals. So the Bears, I'm sure they'll run over, but they're going to play in Cincinnati the final game of the season. So there could be something on the line there. No, my team plays Cincinnati the final game of the season. Oh, your team. Yeah, we go we we go to Cincinnati for the last game. Of well, the then year. what am I looking at, dude? It says that the the Buffalo Bills are going to play Week 16 against the Bears on the 24th, and then regular sem- they're playing on the second against the Bengals. You sure about no, that, B? Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm done with watching. Yeah, it's let's okay. Get, we we blown the we blown the fuse, America. We blown the fuse. <laughs> uh jess we love the comments we love the energy you bringing us you bringing us here whoever represents the nfc south is yeah, getting exactly. molly, molly watts in the playoffs oh 100 yeah. man they're not going to stand a chance there and he should have he should have hung up the cleats and said i'm done um maybe if he would have hung up the cleats the divorce with giselle never would have happened ah, i'm just saying see? Hey. i'm just saying i'm throwing it out there i'm throwing it out there yeah. Um, by the way, Jess, I look forward to balling with you in Arizona coming up in a few weeks here. So that should be a fun weekend while we're out there. Good teammate of mine here. Great attitude. I love the man to awesome. death. Um, got a chance to play with him in Florida as well. So he's, he's some good people here. Um, but let's can we, get to your team. Can, wait, before we do that, can we also talk about the – can we talk about the Jaguars and the fact that they – Oh, my God. They beat the Cowboys today um in quite the in quite the game uh we're not talking about it was a it was a barn burner at 34 to 40 winning in overtime um they yes that's right pick six so uh jacksonville is right there or is in the hunt uh at six and eight and and the way the pay since the patriots lost to my raiders um well you know they're, they're not far off they have a shot at the division. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the, the page. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The page, yes, because they're on the bubble. What I meant was for the wild card, folks. The, we're blowing more fuses. <laughs> so for the wild card. We're blowing so fuses. For the wild, for the wild card, that has put the Jaguars in a position. Uh, the AFC South, because the Titans lost, excuse us, that the, the, the Jaguars still have an opportunity to win in the AFC South. Who would have yeah. thought? Trevor Lawrence is uh, as a again as a fantasy football over owner. Trevor Lawrence playing the best game. They're a game back right now. Yeah. Again, a team that has no expectations and nothing to lose yeah. here. So, and I believe they played Tennessee one more time. Yeah. So, it's 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 crazy to believe that the teams we wouldn't have thought that could stay in it: the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit, Detroit Lions, Lions yeah. all. All have a shot at the playoffs and have made big improvements. I think what you have to give credit to are the coaches. That's the big thing. And then just the, the players that are sticking with this. Because in years past, we've seen players go to bad teams and just don't want to be there no right. more. But it, it's a culture change over there now, especially with the Lions. Um, I would have never said them to be 7-7. Seven seven. You, when, you, when you hear the Lions, you hear what? Two yeah, wins. Yeah, two to three wins. Top top draft pick next year, same same thing. You they are in in the middle of a of a of a playoff chase. They and the Jaguars get the Titans at the end of the year. Wow! And who knows what that game's going to mean? The NFL may have done this right with the schedule. Every division team 
to play each other one last yes. time. Agreed. And now you're going to have going up with um, you could have the Jags and the Titans playing for a division. You can have the Ravens and the Bengals playing for a division. You can have the NFC East playing for – well, no, actually the East is over. But the <laughs> AFC East yeah. is still within the division shot right. as well. So there's there's three or four divisions that are going to be on the line at the end of the year. The NFL is like sitting on a on a gold mine yeah. right now with their scheduling. Yeah. So they're super happy. Um, let's get – man, our chat just, just don't want to stop here. Let's do it. Uh, Rachel – Top draft pick this year. They're gonna have the top draft pick for a few years, uh, to say the least. There, that team is one a and pretty- eleven, or one and twelve now. One and twelve now. Every time they showed, like last year, they there was they, they had a little bit of a bright hope, and then that fizzled <laughs> out here. Um, Trevor Lawrence is starting to get on his feet. It, I mean, look, he is the number one quarterback or the number one draft pick of uh, last year's draft. So there's a lot of yeah. pressure, and he's handling He's doing pressure. good. He's doing as good as you um, can expect for a guy from, you know, coming into the league. And uh, going back to the uh, the Texans, I think they've got the physical therapist curse. So until they lift that curse. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> until they lift that curse, they're going to be losing. They're going to be losing. 112 and <laughs> all, all the court cases. A good player on the all, Texans is all the Pierce. Court cases ain't been settled, man. So until they get them settled, it's gonna be a long <laughs> road for them. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> take. Oh yeah. <laughs> one twelve and one. The tie means something. It may not mean nothing because they're the only team with one win yeah. <laughs> uh, in this league right now. So I think I think they'll be okay. I think with that o, I think o twelve and one would have been more impressive, honestly. <laughs> A team, a team with no wins at one time. That's now that's impressive. Oh man. Um, I mean, when the Texans' best player is Pierce and he's not even having a good season, that's how you know you're having a bad yeah, season. Yeah. Is when your best player is still not having yeah, a good tell season. Tell the NFL to get rid of the tie. We can go ahead and kill that, can't we? I mean, come on, guys. We don't have to do that anymore. They they should just be Owen. Who can someone drop some knowledge? Let's not pull it up, but can someone let us know who the Texans beat? Season here because I honestly I, I don't know, remember man. that win to be honest with you. Uh, but Taj, as, as the chat lets us know, <laughs> the Texans beat a chicken let's, sandwich um, in week three. All right, let's, uh, go ahead. Let's um, <laughs> let's talk about your team. All right, here. yes. Tuck roll, tuck roll <laughs> 2.0, but inside of Las Vegas yes. at the world's largest <laughs> gay cocktail party. Uh, the Raiders. <laughs> sorry, Kane. The sorry, Raiders. Kane. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, Kane. Um, the Raiders got a chance to get revenge on the Patriots in probably one of the best ways oh. since the Oh, I loved it. Let's, let, me, let me set this up for everyone so Taj could just, just – Enjoy this moment here. With the last play of the game, the, the Patriots, for some reason, try to turn the last play into the Harlem Globetrotter uh, <laughs> remix here. And, Lord and behold, Ravon Stevenson throws a pass backwards, gets tipped and intercepted by Chandler tipped. Jones, who then... <laughs> you, you got the ball, and he goes running over Mac Jones like a dump truck, just to score a touchdown to end the game here. 
Um, Jess, hey man, take care. Thanks for having us. Thanks for t- coming in here as well, man. We hope to see you next. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for um, joining us, man. But, but in any case, the Raiders win. They get their revenge in one of the best ways possible without any snow on the ground. So, Taj, as a Raider fan, how did it make well, you feel? Well, it felt great. I think the best part of it was watching Coach Bilicek with his bra on walk halfway across the field with the be- most, the most <laughs> bewildered face. Just squinched up, wondering what happened, what just happened. And uh, I, I was just hearing all of the commentators during the game and after the game with the giant question marks on their face going, what the hell was that? Why did they – did Bill Belichick draw that up? Why did he do – what did – just – I just love it. All of the controversy, all of the questioning of his coaching skill has made me happy and warm inside this Christmas. So – to run through the play, <laughs> the Raiders did a great job getting back into this game. They, they First, they came out you – know, they always do this. Remember we talked about them being close in all their games? It's because yeah. they spend the whole game playing one half and not the other. So they played well to start the game. And then they gave the lead back. And then they had to get back into the game to take the lead and eventually go into overtime. And they were able to do that. Now, that – I. I Excuse me. I thought they were going into overtime. I thought for sure. I just said they went in overtime. What am I talking about? I thought for sure this game was going into overtime. And the Raiders usually do well in those types of games. They can squeak one out. They had a bunch of games like that. all A couple of games like that this year where they've won on a last-minute touchdown. But I didn't expect this last-minute touchdown. The It was a draw that was called. The running back got a few, maybe 15 more yards and... I guess decided, hey guys, all of a sudden we got a chance to win this game, and just uh, kind of, you know, Dwayne Wade esque throws it behind his back, but there was no LeBron James. It was just whoever the other wide receiver was. That guy, that guy, then starts running in the wrong direction, and uh, decides to, you know, Tom Brady duck the ball across the field back to the quarterback. And lo and behold, Chandler Jones is just standing there. There's nobody else there. It's just him and the quarterback. The quarterback is looking like, what the hell is going on? He didn't even attempt to make a play on the ball. (laughs) Chandler Jones catches it like the little kid with the glasses in, in, uh, uh, no, no, no. He caught it like, yes, little giants. Yes. (laughs) It was like, whoa, what, uh, what do I do now? And he just turns. And completely kills the first person he can find, which is Mac Jones. Stiff arms him, steps over him, and then slowly but surely gets into the end zone. Oh, it was an incredible man. play, incredible game. I, I, No one could have drawn that up or even imagined it ending that way. It was one of those bonehead <laughs> football moments. And I'm glad it worked <laughs> out for the Raiders. Because if you remember correctly... Back against the Chiefs, the Raiders had ran a fourth down play to try to win the game. Do you remember what happened in that play? Yeah, you, uh, your two wide receivers ran into each other. Yes. <laughs> it, it went to three stooges real quick. And I'm glad to see that the NFL gods have saw fit to give us some fruits of the same type of blunder. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was it was awesome. Enjoyed it. They got the revenge, uh, safe to say. Hey, but we've got uh, – I, I need to bring something to your attention here from Rachel. The new OT rule should be 15 minutes of regular play. 
After that, the breaker should be longest kick attempt by each kicker. The Raiders would probably hold court in that if they had Sebastian drinks whiskey all the time. Sebastian, um, cover your drink, Janikowski. <laughs> <laughs> I do you know what? That'd be entertaining. And they have to they have to start around the fifty forty. Because a lot of kickers kick around that uh, around that, right? Yeah. Can you imagine going through the draft and now taking kickers in early rounds? Oh, if that man, overtime it'd be great. rule was, it'd be was great. present, just were, so you had were, a guy who were we the last team? Yards. Were we the last team to take a kicker in the first round? The Raiders. That's right, Sebastian yes, Janikowski. The, us, we, what what is wrong with us? Oh my god. But, that would have been funny as hell if it had happened. If it happens again, if that rule, Rachel, that's a good rule. Uh, hopefully the NFL is listening to us. They probably they, they aren't, are, they but are. if they, but if they are, that should be an overtime rule that they should incorporate. Uh, but back to your, back to your Raiders here. So obviously it's a big win. They're sitting at five and eight right now. Yeah. Um, really outside chance yeah. of looking in. They are getting a couple players back in Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller here towards the end of the season here. So with three games, um, you know, left on the schedule, where does this? win like this take them well obviously they got to win out i mean that's number one so they got to win out um i gotta take a look at their remaining games but um they have to win out to have a chance they need to have the chargers drop off uh they really needed the chargers to lose to the titans today um but they but but the titans you know they just couldn't get it done for us um but there's still some games to go um and hopefully we can i don't know man it's really not in our hands anymore they, they, they just have yes. to win the rest of their games. They just have to hope that the Chargers drop drop a few. Um, and they have to hope – they have to really hope. Who, who else are we competing against for these spots? You got – let's see here. You got the Patriots. Um, you've got – The whole the, AFC yeah, East. Yeah, you got the Jets. So you're going to need a lot of help. You're going to need a lot of help. Yep. Um, and so the hope is that the Jets um, will, will, not, will, will continue to – slide down the standings because they lost their second string quarterback as well they're down to their third quarterback um the patriots have been you know the patriots so the hope is that they lost to us today hopefully they continue to fall um and yeah we need to we need those chargers to we need those chargers to drop down quite a bit um so so we're we're gonna need a lot of help from everybody there's no getting around it's a it's a really long shot folks they just gotta win the rest of their games man I, I stand corrected. It's not we're blowing fuses left and right. They're six and eight, not five and eight. My bad. Yeah. Oh, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, the Raiders. Six I'll cut eight. you guys short. But the problem is, is they, they their last three games, they they should beat the Steelers, you would think. But the last two games after that, against the Niners and the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> like I said, um, Rachel got more to her. <laughs> overtime field goal. She's turned it into a game of horse. The kicker should pick the yard attempt, and if they succeed, the other team has to match it. So will they determine that on a coin flip? Uh, kind of like if it's, you know, if the kicker is picks heads, then he, then he gets the first crack at it, or you let the other guy kick to see if he's gonna make it. Sounds like penalty kicks. We going, we getting into soccer. Uh, don't, 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 don't bring into, don't come up with that. You're gonna, shit, you're man. gonna come be on. kicking Keep the ball talking. to win the game. I mean, come on, let's. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> We're gonna do a, kick, a, a kickoff. We're gonna have a kickoff. We're talking about football, not soccer. <laughs> I like my team's chances with, with our kicker. Yeah, I like um, ours too. But, 
Carlson's a good. He's Who's a your Carlson. kicker? The, 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 you, are we talking? We're talking about the field goal, field goal kicker, right? Yeah, yeah. Carlson. The guy's guy's great, man. Oh. It's been... My bad. Yeah, man. Didn't mean to leave him hanging like that. Um. All right. Can we just can we just get my soccer equals grass fairies? Yeah. See again, I, you know you have to watch it the runs sport, the, man. It runs in the family, man. I'm sorry. You have to watch the soccer. sport. In America, yeah, it's whack. I give it to you, but it, I'm telling you, if you watch it at its at its height, it's it's a great, it's a wonderful sport to watch. Too bad we'll never see it at its height, <laughs> except yeah, maybe okay. in four years. Right, well, who knows? Right. Yeah, well, come on. Um, can we just get my team's conversation over with? Real oh quick? yeah, go ahead, man. We'll slip and slide. Let's talk about slip right. and slide. I'll just end it like this. Jackson, dumb enough for him to come back early. The offense is absolute trash. Huntley couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat on Saturday. The defense can only hold so much of the offense behind before they just get tired. Um, Tucker had a pretty bad. You know what? It's a bad game is when your kicker starts having a bad day. He missed a few, he missed a field goal, had a field goal blocked. Um, he may not be making the playoffs. In all honesty, yeah, man. That's the question I have for you is. First off, I don't, off, think, I don't it, see it happening. Is Lamar coming back before the end of the season? That competitive nature is going to bring him back, but it's a week-to-week thing because of how severe the sprain is to his knee. And him being a mobile quarterback, it really takes a whole lot of it. But let's just put it like this. Their wide receiving core is dog water. We had to bring in Deshaun Jackson, but he dropped passes, you know, on Saturday. We finally got J.K. Dobbins back, who you know may find his groove late, where they could kind of establish that running game. Yeah. But it just it, everything just may be too late. It it it, ha- it never fails the Ravens to get into these um to get into these injury prone uh, seasons here, and it's biting them again. And it happens to be their their quarterback here. I mean, when you look at their schedule, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, the Falcons. The Falcons, for some reason, play teams tough. Then they get the Steelers, and then they go to the Bengals. It, it, yeah. it doesn't get easy. Well, you it know, doesn't it's, get easy. It's uh, you know, I think you mentioned it. You've been mentioning it throughout. You know, when we've discussed the Ravens, is they left a lot of meat on the bone by leaving a lot of wins yeah. that they or you know, law, games they could have won. Um, they 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 didn't take their advantage, and I think that's coming back to haunt them right now. So. Yeah, man. Yep. In in a time where you lose your quarterback and you could have had that two record would have yeah. given him that that buffer right there right. to allow for a couple of losses to take place without it hurting you losing your division lead. But now you've lost your division lead. You're holding on to a wild card spot now. Right. The problem with that is you're comfortable with the division lead compared to fighting five or six teams for wild card spots now. Right. So it's it's not looking too good. If Lamar Jackson doesn't come back by next week, I consider the season done after that. It's unfortunate. From unfortunate. Them. Yeah, very unfortunate here. Well, I had them at twelve and five, so they technically can't lose any more games. Well, we'll see what they do, man. But obviously, without without Lamar Jackson, not much. I mean, they only mustered what three points. I mean, last game. Uh, so, no, nah, it, it's it's it bad. Good. The Browns Browns aren't exactly world beaters either. So, no, they got beat by an elf at the fifty yard line. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> Jesus, crying. All right, let's um, let's move the conversation over to another Bay Area team, or, or excuse me, the Bay Area team. Sorry, the Raiders aren't there anymore. 
Uh, yes. the, the 49ers um, came out on Thursday and beat the Seattle Seahawks on the road, um, and they got it done. Uh, they they clinched the playoff berth. Um, they have, you know, they've 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 turned this Cinderella story of a quarterback, uh, you know, into something that is now of interest. Now that we know they'll be going into the playoffs and. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, this is kind of par for the course. Um, this team's defense is very good. I think we know for a long time this offense doesn't necessarily need the greatest quarterback in the world to run it. And uh, yep. but, but Purdy has stepped in, and he has not made mistakes. And for that, kudos to him. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how far do the Niners get in the play, or how far the Niners get in the playoffs. Well, it's I'll – I'll tell you this. My, my biggest – Purdy was how he's going to handle a big road game. Yeah. And we all know how the Niners have done in years past in Seattle on the road, whether it was prime time, whatever the case may be. That's a, that's a very hard place to play in regardless here. Dude, he went in there like a seasoned vet and yeah. was calm and cool under pressure. Yeah. You can see it in the way he handled the offense here. And the, the playbook was not shortened for him. It's it, they, they treated him like it was, uh, Jimmy G in the in that in that huddle, right. the playbook was at full disclosure, and you can see the plays that they were running. The difference with Purdy is the composure that he has. He kept his he kept his mind uh, he kept his mind cool under the pressure, didn't allow the crowd to get to him, and he just he kept the game simple. Right. As the Niner offense is very simple to just get the get the ball into your player's best hand and let them do the work. They lead the league in yards after catch and yak so that screams hey just get the ball to your best players Debo Samuel wasn't even on like, I can't remember he wasn't on the field no and, and I was just going to mention I mean having what what a great pickup McCaffrey is now that Debo Samuel's out so I mean you know they they yeah. just got some weapons going into the playoffs hopefully they can get Debo back um and we'll see but but yeah man I think uh the Niners are who we think they are it's just a matter of how far where they where they, will their defense take them that's the story every year well, and, and them finally using George Kittle all season. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took him this long to finally get Kittle involved in the offense, but he opened it up for them, yeah. which opens up bigger playmaking there. But their defense is is the best defense in the league. There's no That's hiding right. that. Yeah. Um, it's, have to do, their defense is going to keep them in games every single time. Outside of the Chiefs game, they're going to stay within these games every single time. So it's how do you – how do you and that's always kind of been um uh, who's Kyle Shanahan's uh bugaboo I should say is yeah. how do how do you keep your team in this game how do you keep the throttle on when you have a lead right we've seen in years past where he's got a big lead and then goes to the run when the passing game is working right. or he goes he goes to the passing game when the running game is working. Yeah. You know, it, it's second-guessing. So him keeping the throttle on is good. Um, Rachel says, Ayuk needs to be targeted more. He's too big of a beast. I, I think so, too. But you have to – you kind of – when when the – you got one player going off, you got to feed that hot hand. George Kittle was having a monster game. Yeah. And the, the defense for Seattle wasn't stopping him. So, yeah, keep targeting Kittle because he's your best weapon right now. And – the same thing is going to be for McCaffrey, and also the same thing is for Debo. But it's going to open up Ayuk, and it's going to open up uh, Jennings for for bigger plays here. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Um, but can we talk? Can we talk drama real quick? Drama. Ooh. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you this, Taj, and I know I know Rachel's uh, watching this, so I'm I'm just gonna open this up right now. Brock Purdy is showing that he could potentially be a starter. Yeah. Jimmy G was probably playing the best quarterback he had played in the Niner uniform up until then, and then you have Mr. Trey Lance, who has nothing to show for right now. Come this off season, let me ask you this, Taj: If you were a Niner fan, what would you want to see your quarterback? your quarterback one and quarterback two look like so i mean this is the old trade one start one bench one right um so i think the one you trade is trey lance the one you start is i think honestly i think you end up starting starting um starting garoppolo again and then you bench and then you bench purdy so i mean and and to be honest with you that's not an easy choice to make because you're talking about the potential of Trey Lance and what he can do athletically for your team, but the only problem is, is your offense has done so well under two very, I'm gonna say similar, but similar style in that they're not athletic running quarterbacks, um, has done pretty well within the offense that you run. So I don't know if that extra gear is exactly what you need or not. Um, now that's all depends on how far Purdy go. If poor Purdy somehow finds a way to the. Uh, the AFC the NFC championship game um, or to the Super Bowl, Ooh. then I think I think you're going to start Purdy, bench Garoppolo, trade Lance. And the only reason I'm saying trade Lance is because he's got some value as youth. Um, but I'm curious to hear yours be start one, trade one, bench one. I mean, who, who do you got? I think you start Jimmy. Uh, I'm right there with you. Start Jimmy. You bet you have Purdy on the bench, but you get rid of Trey. Yeah. This it's unfortunate that they Diners spent all these draft gave away all these draft picks to get the number three pick overall and it doesn't pan out. But what they may have found was a diamond in the uh, is a diamond in the rough with Brock Purdy. The thing that's gonna be the biggest the biggest thing for this team is the way Purdy goes into year two with all this experience under his belt. Because this is a lot for him. Uh this isn't just hey the team is four and eleven. Let's throw you out there. Right. You, you went up to Seattle and won an NFC uh, West title. No, yeah. So, I think the Warriors – or not the Warriors. I'm sorry. The Niners are going to be looking into is a legitimate quarterback competition now. This is legitimate. This When the season started, it was more of, hey, get Trey Lance in there. But what did Trey Lance show that, that deserved him the starting role? over Jimmy G. It was just it was just potential. It was all potential. Exactly. Yeah. And so with that with that potential, you see what four years of college does for a quarterback? Three games in college. Exactly. Yeah. He he's a much more experienced. He understands the the same off kind of the same play calling is in college with some of the with some of the teams than it is in the as it is in the NFL. So Brock Purdy got exposed to that. Trey Lance really didn't get that exposure. Right. And now this may cost him his job in San Francisco because would you really – with Jimmy G wanting to come back, I'd put it between Jimmy G and Brock Purdy to start for this team over Trey Lance any day any day during the NFL season. Yeah, and, and, and Chad, if you want to respond to that, again, bench one, trade one, uh, start one. I mean, if there's any opinion you got on, please go ahead and drop it in the chat. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. I just think the Niners have this very, very interesting – uh, quarterback carousel that's going on right now and uh they're lucky really in that every person that steps up to the plate has at least brought something 
to the table and, and been able to create some wins. So kudos to, I guess, the front office for the Niners for drafting a guy that is really just Mr. Irrelevant, or maybe they just got lucky. I don't know. But th- this is this is probably the best circumstance that could have happened, given that you lost your starter and your backup. Most teams that are dealing with this problem right now are struggling. The Jets are struggling. You know, the, the Ravens, we just talked about it, are struggling. They're struggling. Uh, in any team that's lost lose lost their starting quarterback generally does not have a good shot. Uh, but the Niners are the Niners are in the same same place they were last year. So, <laughs> so yeah. they're they're good. And when you look at it from a money standpoint, it's going to cost you less money to keep Brock Purdy for a couple of extra years than it is for Trey Lance because Trey Lance is going to be due more money because he's a top three draft pick. Yeah. So there's that there's that really big dilemma on what you want to do with 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 that quarterback room. And honestly, I don't think Trey Lance is a bench player or you know even a number three quarterback. I think he's a good backup to start off with. But are you going to ask your Number three overall pick in the third spot as a quarterback. Right. <laughs> That's the question you got to ask yourself. Is it, is it worth it? Right. And um, so, so uh, we're going to shift gears. We're going to do a little bit of uh, NBA talk to kind of round it out before we get to some more personal stuff. Um, I'll start off. Oh. We'll start off with my team. Or no, let, let, let's start with your team since I'm talking already. <laughs> um <laughs> Because and I think it's a bigger story, honestly. Um, so the Warriors, the Warriors, we got been, a road win. They they we did they did get a win today. road win today. That's <laughs> right. They got a win. Yes. They beat the Toronto Raptors, 126 to 110. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know who was playing. Uh, I have to go back and look to see what the stats were on the game. Uh, but but yeah, man. So Curry gets this weird shoulder injury. Is his shoulder? What, what what's going on with this kid? It's a shoulder injury. They have him out for a few weeks right now. I think up until the new year that is, that is. Uh, is is when he's going to be out here. So, so are, 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 as a Warrior fan, is this concerning? I mean, they've been kind of up and down the entire season. Poole drops in 43 today, by the way. That's how they got the win. Um, they, they've been, they've been kind of up and down throughout the season, and now we're getting into the meat of the schedule before we get into the – malaise of the you know january to uh to the trade deadline or, or excuse me all-star break so what 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 do you see happening here we got a couple of weeks three or four weeks is this uh is this going to be detrimental to the warriors ability to maintain a one through five seed well this is where jordan Poole earns his that contract money yeah and they're not i mean they haven't. They haven't had Andrew Wiggins, who was supposed to potentially play today, yeah. um, but I guess he didn't get cleared for that. But this is—you want to talk about a really bad timing for this injury to take place on a six-game road trip in what is it? I think it's like six in like seven days or that. Yeah. I think the NBA hates the Warriors for what they did last year because <laughs> okay. they have two back-to-backs on this road trip, like. I I haven't I don't really pay attention to other team schedules, but sounds like some but some BS to put the defending champs in constant back to backs on every single road trip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is a big road trip for them because they have to stay around 500 in a West where it is completely open to say the yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. Very before you, before you get in, before you get into your uh, Christmas Day showdown. 
with the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies haven't forgotten about the semifinals. No, they haven't. Let's, let's just put it like They're that. They're going to come hard. Yes, um, they always do. And that was going to be Jordan Poole versus John Morant. And we all saw how John Morant cooked Jordan Poole during that playoff oh, series no, he gonna, with a couple of fantasies. He's he about skates. to jump, do clear over <laughs> his head. But have to find a way to stay within to stay within 500 to stay within at least the eight seed before they get curry back here and honestly dude there's been a lot of turnovers watching this team play draymond green is having a hell of a stretch here over the last two weeks now he he led the team in scoring in the first half yeah man i think he's uh what the hell he's (laughs) just being aggressive where he can he's not doing anything outside of what you would think he would do it's just He's um being an uh, being a little bit more opportunistic, getting the ball towards the rim, and you know it's just something that the I think he realizes that without Curry they need him to step up, and I think that's what you're seeing from him. He's trying to do his best to contribute on the scoring end without with without Curry. But when Curry comes back in the game, Draymond may go back to being like, okay, I'll do it sometimes, but I don't necessarily have to. Let me find the guy with the ball. But with just Jordan Poole out there and Clay Thompson has not been you know very consistent. He's been kind of on and off. Um, they they need as much scoring power as they can as they can muster. So I, I'm just hoping that this this next few weeks the youth of the team actually starts to grow. I think that's your problem. You know you got to have Jordan Poole play better. You got to have the Kamingas and the Moody's and these other guys really step their game up because long term you really can't depend upon you know, you know Jermichael Green or. Draymond's playing great, but he's not going to average 20. You know, you got to have those some of those guys come in and give you give those guys a spell and really help help extend Curry's career here. Um, and, and that's that's what that's what you, this is their job now. Curry's out, he's hurt. They got to play it safe. You got to have the youth step up at this point and really offer something to help them win games. That's why they're here to help Steph Curry play for a longer period of time. So they got to get it done. And that's why Poole got the contract that he uh, he well deserved that contract there. But now he has to really yeah earn it. live in that moment. Now he has to take over. He needs to learn how to be a facilitator and a bucket getter as well. But he also also got to learn some uh, some new moves, man, because his shot be getting sent back to every, left and right every time he goes to the hole yeah. because he never changes anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's still the same. So this is <laughs> yeah, where that the youth. That youth movement needs to happen now. There's no more waiting for this. We tried it. It didn't work. Now we have to go back to it. It's got to work. And who we need on that court more than ever, James Wiseman. You want to talk about potential bust in the making? If he's not on that court to help Looney and Jermichael Green, he'll be gone after this year because he can't be on the court. So that's why we need him here. I I Um, agree. He's gone, in my opinion. For for that there so this is a crucial time i'm just hoping that the warriors can maintain it obviously bad basketball is still part of the warriors uh you know i've I've seen it for years so if it starts coming around it's been like oh this is nothing new to our <laughs> to to the longtime warriors yeah here. yeah they they take some games off for sure um that, that's for damn sure but let's let's get away from my team now because i'm i'm celebrating our our what our third Road victory of the year. I'm popping. I'm part, popping Martinelli's after the show. Oh, but let's let's talk about your team who had shown some promise yeah. and then decided to give it yeah. all away after you texted yeah. me. 
and then go out and get a big win against the Bucks. Had an ugly loss against the Celtics, and then obviously um, melted like butter against Philly here. But let's talk about your Lakers here, who are trying to find where they where they belong in this conference here. Um, out of this week from your team here? Well, I see a team that has a concept of playing defense at a high level um, that that can really dominate a game if they're playing majority within the paint. Uh, but I also see a team that's old and tired, um, a team that gets to that gets lazy and starts to rely on jumpers and three point shots to will them through, and that's what you saw a lot of, especially against the Celtics and Philly where they had opportunities to win the game. And what they did is they went back to some of their bad habits after having an entire almost quarter of sustained success in running their defense and their offense. They turned turnovers into points. They got into the paint. uh, And then they got into overtime against the Celtics. And all of a sudden, Westbrook's out there shooting jumpers by himself. And so they... they, they, They have these really bad. They have these really bad habits that they get back into. Um, they're older players, which I understand. You know, LeBron, he's in there too, where they they tend to instead of attacking the rim, um, which had been successful for them that whole third quarter or fourth quarter run run that got them back in the game, they they went away from it and they did the same thing with same yep. thing with Philly. You know, just they they have to understand that they're not a jump shooting team and that they're not a three point shooting team. And so if they think they're going to win a game by knocking down a above the circle three, they're idiots. That game is over. Give it up. Um, the only way they hit three-point shots, which they're still not good at, even when they're open, is if it goes from the inside, <laughs> if it goes from the inside out. But if they start just dribbling and shooting jumpers, it, it, the game's over. So, yeah, they, 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 they yeah. fall into a lot of bad habits. They got to get rid of that. They got to be in the paint all the time. I know Braun's old. I know AD gets hurt. But the only way they're going to have a chance of winning is by being dominant in the paint, which means drive to the rim, Russell. I know you're going to miss a layup or two, but still go. I'd rather you do that than take a, a air ball three or that silly bank shot 15-foot jumper, whatever the whatever that is. Oh, you mean the one that hits the side of the backboard oh, and not even the backboard? <laughs> and then on top of that, AD's playing lights out, but he can't make any free throws. We had two games where we would have won the game if we had made our free throws. AD misses one free throw against Philly, which would have gave us a one-point lead instead of going into overtime. And then he misses two free throws against the Celtics, which, again, would have given us would, would have given us the lead. And it's just like, dude, like, I, I, it's like they, they, when it comes to shooting, let's just put it this way. If you're relying on the Lakers to shoot shots – they're not going to make them. <laughs> it's 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 layups and dunks, man. Uh, they're not they're not even going to make layups because I was watching the Celtics-Lakers game and I text you say Patrick Beverly, he had two layups. He just oh absolutely God, bricked. It's just and sorry. I'm just like, I'm like, here we go again. But there was you saw something in them from playing against the, the best team. Obviously, it's a big rivalry game between the Celtics and the Lakers, but they showed something. I was like, you saw a vintage Westbrook during that game. Yeah. Um, getting to the rim, no, there was no regard for human life when he was getting to the rim. It, it was like watching old Westbrook. But I, free throws are always going to kill you. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. AD is with AD being a liability, and obviously now because once again he's hurt yet again. Yeah. Mr. Street clothes. Yeah. He's, he's out. 
let me ask you this. With him missing big-time free throws, is it something you're willing to risk to have him in the game late with the game yeah. on the line, knowing that he may not hit his free throws all yeah, the time? Yeah, because he has to be in the game. I mean, even though he missed him free throws, he's responsible for, like, you know, 50% of the points or something. You know, he's, he's, he's the guy that's been so dominant that they really don't have a choice. And it's because of what I talked about earlier, they don't have any jump shooters. They don't have any scores that come off the bench that can contribute for them. They don't have a Jordan Poole who they could be like, oh, well, he can he can give us 20 a night. They, they don't have it. They've only got LeBron and, and AD. Westbrook we could depend on for 10 to 15, 10 to 15 maybe 20 points on a good night. But Westbrook Westbrook's impact on the game is when he's all coming off the bench and running with some of the younger guys on the floor. Um, he's not necessarily yep. the guy I necessarily want to give the ball to in the fourth last five minutes of the fourth quarter to do anything. Um, so, so yeah, a lot rides on AD and in, in his 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 play. Um, LeBron is going to be leaned on heavily these next these next few weeks, and we'll see if the old geezer can put his cane down and make some shots. So, um, I'm I'm. I'm excited to see what happens because I think if they do make a trade that nets them another score or nets them at least a three-point shooter, um, then they could be a team that competes for the bottom half of the West. Um, but as of right now, um, they're they're up and down. You know, they're they're three game three three games in a win column away from the Warriors. Go figure. Well, that's because we don't want to win any games on the road, so. <laughs> That's the only reason why there's such a difference in that. In that, I mean, the, the Warriors have won half their road games. Yeah. We wouldn't be having these conversations right, yeah. right now, dude. Three and four, three and fourteen. But twelve and two at home. Oh, that. Oh, figure. Gotta love that home that's cooking. That's ridiculous. But, <laughs> um, to the chat here, we got Alex Arika kind of coming in, conquering the West. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the Niners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well-deserved. Keep the glance on Lance. Um, there may be no more glance on Lance after this year. The the Niners will have a big decision to make uh, come this offseason. And then I'm watching the Cowgirls lose again and again to yep. the Jaguars. How many views on YouTube have you given that page so far um, watching those highlights there? Yeah, yeah they, uh, <laughs> the Cowboys always find a way to lose. They showed you. Not just to the Jaguars. It's amazing. Just to whoever. They may even find themselves out of the playoffs. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. It could happen. It's a, it's an outside chance, but it could yeah, happen. There's such a Jaguar um, team. But in any case, I think that covers it for yeah. uh, for our sports for this week here. Um, let's get to a little bit of a fun note here. Well, I mean, it's, it's always fun talking sports, but we got the holidays coming up, Christmas. Uh, obviously, it's this Sunday, so we won't be having a show Sunday for you guys. Um, but, T, I got to ask you, what is your – with the holiday, with Christmas, obviously, we talk about Thanksgiving. What is your favorite uh, holiday tradition this weekend? What do you look forward to the most? Uh, well, you know, one of them I already knocked out, which was I got to watch A Christmas Story with my six-year-old. Um, so it was great. Was that, his, was that their first yeah, time Yeah, yeah. So it's great to see a child's view of – what the 1940s or 50s or whatever time was looked like, right? Because the dad's cussing and they got the <laughs> the house is on the verge of burning down. The dogs they come in and eat the turkey. Oh man, Ralphie fighting with the bully. It's 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 so good because it's so realistic. <laughs> you know, a lot of the crap, 
a lot of the crap that's on now is so so you know makeup done well so so manufactured that you know it it really loses some of its authenticity but the christmas story is so real and indicative of what a real actual family would go through around the holidays even though it's like from 50 60 years ago TBS TBS only shoves it down our throat from December first all the way to December thirty first here. Yeah, they um, sure do. It, it, it's a great one, but real quick um, before we continue on with our Christmas, Ellie Dominguez, what do you guys think of Buffalo fans throwing snowballs? I'm surprised it took that long for it to even happen. First off, I'm a Raider but, fan. Okay, let me you, snowballs from Buffalo fans. The only reason this is important is because the Buffalo Bills are good. They haven't been good in 20, 15 years. But so it almost the, cost them the game, though. It, yeah, it they, did. The PA announcer had to go, hey, another snowball hits a Dolphins, yeah. but it's a 15-yard penalty. The Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders were getting pelted by Denver Broncos fans with snowballs with batteries inside of them. Okay? This is not the first <laughs> time this has happened. Um, you know, this is true. They, they, you know, it happens all the time. I'm glad that they did something about it, um, but you know this is the kind of stuff that happens. It's why you have to have good security in your stadium, and it's why you have to, uh, yeah, you, you got to have people in the stands that are making sure that folks aren't uh, messing up the uh, game for the rest of us or causing any harm to the to the players. But let it be known, if you hit Meta World Peace with one of those snowballs, he will Woo! find you. Find you, and there ain't gonna be no world peace, gonna be world destruction. Uh, Run our test, excuse me, for those who don't know. Let's let's just put it like this: this is the same fan base who'd be jumping on tables trying to break them in the parking lot, having WWF matches we, in the really, Are we really shocked that they were throwing snowballs at people, at players? Why, dude? I'm surprised. Like I said, that this wasn't happening during warmups. Yeah. As it. Maybe as a spokesperson for the Buffalo Bills and your PA, this should have been a uh, an announcement just before kickoff started. Yeah, no not not during not during the game. Yeah, it's too late then. Snowballs in, in the end zone during the Buffalo Bills uh, uh, touchdown. So it's like, yeah. dude, it's Bills Mafia. What else would you expect? Yeah. I bet you at halftime if they set up four tables and they told fans, hey, if you break all four of them, we'll give you tickets to the next game dude you had people doing swan dives oh yeah man for those sure tables there for sure for sure <laughs> yeah man Degenerate. um <laughs> <laughs> um so i know we talked about your favorite holiday tradition obviously watching the christmas story with your son for the first time this this year here um oh, mine opening presents at midnight they used to be a big thing in our household. Yeah, when we were kids, was, same here, man. Was doing the, was doing the midnight. Well, we got one. Midnight one, only one. Oh, really? Yeah, just one. We um, growing up, we my we used to put on like these Christmas shows where we'd have to like do a do basically like a play to a Christmas song. So we did like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Like we used to do a little skit. Right before midnight, so then wow. he got the pleasure of opening gifts there. I would so very that, much that... like to see that. Bernie, if you're listening, nope. please run the tape. We would love for you to run the tape. I, dude, I'm sure we have footage of it somewhere, <laughs> but it, it used to be my sister, me, my one of my cousins. We'd always put up, uh, and my two other cousins, well, basically all the cousins pretty much, but we used yeah. to put on these shows where until we open presents and, That's funny, man. and That's whatnot. Cool. But, um, 
let me ask you this. Um, Sometimes Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners are kind of the same, but what's your favorite uh, Christmas food that you look forward to? You know what? Yeah, they are. are, On Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? They are kind of the same, so it's hard to say. So I'm just going to pick like a snack that I really like, and it's got to be those round tins with all the butter cookies in them. Royal, royal, royal danks. (laughs) Danks, that, that you know up, that, that Danks, you know into a sewing kit. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Danks. The Royal Danks can is has to be my favorite. You could just blow through the whole can. You can even reach in there and grab one of those little cup, little paper cups, and just take it with you. I'm one for, I'm That's one right. That's no. right, baby. Because there's two, there's two levels. You know, you got the, you got, you got the, the second floor and the first floor. So I'm gonna grab yeah. one to run from the first floor and walk off. You know what I'm saying? Just just take it down. <laughs> no wonder that tin was empty so quickly. Hey, man. That's right. <laughs> um man, I go our family makes tamales every year. Oh my yeah, my wife does too. Yeah. We do. We do homemade. Now there's a tamale difference, everyone, believe it or not. Yeah, but we're I, I'm eating Mexican tamales and he's eating a different kind, I think. So the ones we make are called Naka tamales. Um I'm probably ruining it the wording by all that but it's it's a little different the masa the texture we put um pork belly um a couple of other different meats some veggies potatoes rice like dude we put it all in there uh this year i just made meat and potato tamales like i'm not i'm not all one for vegetables as you can see so i just (laughs) i was like you know what let's just make meat and tamales now do you use um, a corn husk or is it a banana leaf which one do you which one oh uh, we actually we just use um uh, it's like a wax paper pretty much like parchment paper pretty much really okay yeah. so what we do is uh the masa they take the masa they put it on the paper we put all the ingredients together and then we tie it up uh and then boil it for 60 minutes or for three hours it's the initial cooking yeah. and then we freeze them and then when you ready to eat it then it's another i you boil it for like 45 minutes to an hour See, that's different um, okay yeah i got i got roped into tying this year and i'm telling you there's probably people we get tamales to where the water is going to get into it because i did a terrible job tying these tamales well see to the, say the least. it's funny that you mentioned because it's like completely it's not it's, it's similar but different so that you know well basically after you make the masa and you you, you know you stuff them you do all that then you're just tying them and steaming them, but you're only tying, you're only putting yeah. them in the corn in the corn husk in a steamer. So it's a little bit, little bit different. But the the work that goes with making the damn things is, uh, it's a process, and it and my hands were burning, and you know because the moss is hot, <laughs> and you know you know and then you know they get to roasting chilies in the house, and I can't breathe, and it's 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 an it's it's a process, man. <laughs> No, it definitely is like um, my sister and my cousin are were kind of they ended up spearheading it, um, but my sister in law did it. Now generally my like it's my mom's thing to do. It, it was her thing. It was passed down from our grandmother as well. But this year all of our all the cousins yeah uh, and family members basically did it. And you know same thing. Our moss is just cold. It starts out cold. Okay. Um, but. Dude, we put they, there's these little chili peppers that go in there that bust your uh, bust your insides, man. <laughs> one of them had like one of them had like five or six of them in there. My mom ended up getting that tamale with about five or six. Choking. <laughs> <laughs> <She laughs> <just> one bite. <laughs> she was like, she was dead. 
I was supposed to go to my uncle uh, Alex Arica in Boston and ended up with us. Oh man, oh my! <laughs> we God. missed that one, but um, let's um. Before we leave here, Taj, I got a question for you. Is it better to open up Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? So I mean, as a kid, it was like, yeah, I wanted to do the Christmas Eve one because I wanted, I knew what my big present was. Um, so I just went and got that. We just played with it all night till like three or four in the morning and then fell asleep and woke up and opened the rest. But as a, as a, yeah. as, a as an adult, as a parent, it's in the morning because you want your kid, you want to, you want to have them have the experience of, Oh, it's Christmas morning. They run down the stairs. You know, what do we open first? You bust out your camera with your eyes, one eye halfway open, trying to make coffee fast enough to get over there before they start <laughs> ripping everything apart. Like a bunch of, a bunch of turkey vultures. And so, you know, it's that that is definitely the morning as a, as a parent. It, it's definitely the morning because you get to see, you know, them get together and have fun with it. And me and my wife, we usually the night before we we get we get all the stuff under the tree the night before. So it's, man, it's no, quite wonder the you, no wonder you're waking. No wonder you're waking up tired, man. Yeah. You got to get up. Do you do you do the elf on the shelf with the kids? Yeah, we did. His name's JJ. They had to name him because you, know, you have to name your, your elf. So JJ from Good Times, you know. And we we, <laughs> we we didn't do too much with him this year. He's just been chilling next to my PlayStation this year. Um, before, he was – my wife used to take these – every morning she would do something different. Last year, I think his ass was hanging out the top of the cereal box one morning. Um, you know, we put him <laughs> – you know, he was in the Christmas tree playing peekaboo or – you know, sitting on the chair with the with with my with my PlayStation controller in his hand or on his lap. So it you know we had a lot of fun with it. We you can have a lot of fun with Elf on the Shelf, man. I know that's a big thing for for everyone now, and I know I know the elves can get into uh can get into some mischief. Uh, Ellie Dominguez, Christmas morning, got away for Santa to arrive. We all got away for Santa to arrive. We got a busy day. What cookies do you? What kind of cookies do you leave out for Santa Claus? I don't leave anything for him. I eat all of them cookies. Oh, I, I should have known that you were taking first level cookies out of the royal the royal tin. You got that right. Um, he ain't getting none of my royal danks. <laughs> 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 um, I would say for us, we did when we would have family over Christmas Eve, obviously through the whole midnight thing, we would all we would all open up presents from the family members, like from our uncles, yeah, our aunts, exactly, yeah. the cousins. And then on Christmas Day we would save the presents that we received from our family, our you know, our mom and dad or sorry, Santa Claus, um through uh through Christmas Day. And I I did the same thing, dude. Like we would we would hand them out and I would feed I'd get a like, ooh, what was this? Is it, what was I looking for? Yep. That would organize it from the, the smallest present to the largest present and then open it in that order there. Um, Dude. So, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously, you know, Santa Santa is a little lighter on the gifts as we be, as we become adults because he's like, you know, you can afford it. Why, are you, why do I need a gift yeah, for you? Yeah, exactly. But, he's like, you ain't a kid no more. So yeah. uh, forget it. Dude, it's always fun watching the kids have fun with it. You know the the traditions that go on with the with the holiday season is always a blast. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, we wish <clears throat> we wish everyone out there who's watching the show who's going to watch the show later this week. You know, just a happy holiday. It's you know it's it's a holiday season where you want to enjoy 
enjoy the company around you, your love, your loved ones here and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good time. So I'm, I'm hoping my cookies can last long for Santa Claus before I wake up in the middle of the night and get like that. That, that itch. adult midnight ah. go, Ooh. Yeah, that's what I do, Destroy man. That. Yeah, I, I play <laughs> two rounds of Call of Duty, and then I get up and turn around and look for snacks. So that's usually what happens to me. <laughs> it tends to be the case with that, but I think that's – unless you got anything else Christmas-wise. No, man, I just wish everybody um, a ha- uh, happy – or excuse me, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, too. Um, you know, uh, Rachel, Jesse – else we have ellie alex uh we appreciate you uh chiming in today and uh hopefully enjoy your family hold your loved ones tell them you love them and all that and uh you know try not to eat too try not to drink too much eggnog you know what i mean dude my mom loves eggnog what kind of eggnog do you you... hell no do you spike it at least no no you just drink it straight straight straight, dude i sometimes i'll warm it up Uh, when it gets around this time of year, I use it for a creamer for coffee, man. Like, I mean, I love eggnog, but yeah, damn, yeah. So like, uh, Bud's eggnog is the best. You're 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 near the city, so Bud's should be yeah. near around you. It's a San Francisco specialty, uh, but Bud's eggnog is the best eggnog you can buy. It's nice. It's light. It's not all thick and like that crappy garbage. What's that other stuff? The uh, there's like a German eggnog that's out there. My mom, my mom's, but Germans. I've never. German eggnog. I don't know. What's it called? I don't know. I've never. So I've never drinking eggnog. I don't know. Eggnog normally puts me on the toilet for the rest of the night, so maybe that's why. <laughs> that's what's in there. Well, it is. It is a cup full of eggs, so I, I understand why that would hit you like that. <laughs> yeah. But hey, man, uh, I just want to say this on the behalf of B and T. You guys have a wonderful holiday. Uh, close out here. Like I said, we will not be on the show Sunday. It is Christmas Day. It is time to be with family. Um, but what are we thinking? New Year's Eve? Yeah, we could try. Yeah, yeah. We'll shoot for it. Let's talk about it and see what we can uh, what we can get going. New Year's Eve. Man, you're trying to... It's the following week. We doing a countdown? countdown? We got a plan on it. It's the following week right yeah. after Christmas. So, yeah. But we'll see. We'll figure but it hey, out. man... My family to yours, T. You guys have a wonderful holiday as well. Same to um, you, sir. And we'll uh, we'll see who's in the playoffs when we get back on when we get back on the show. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Won't be <laughs> won't, won't won't be the Raiders. All right. That <laughs> may not be my team either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, All right y'all. y'all. Peace.